The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. He who knows the good to do and does it not, to him it's sin. The way of the transgressor is hard. I don't know any other thing that's harder than disease when you have to be bedridden. That is a hard thing for a lot of people to bear. At some point, some people in their sick beds have already given up. They just say, God, please just take me. I'm, this is just too much for me. You know, so it's best that we know what to do and how to go about what we're doing to achieve great health. Next slide. Aging is a natural process. Premature aging is a disease. Okay, but is it reversible? Can you slow down aging? Next slide. Okay, so this is um, my favorite client actually. You can see from the top left to um, the lower left, there's a progression. Okay? And this happened within a space of time. It's the same person you're seeing there. And that happens to be my husband. Okay? It's, it's, a, it's a whole testimony. As I told you, we got married 10 weeks. And it's not as if I went looking for him. His uncle saw me on TV and needed my help for his health. One month after, he thought, she'll be good for my nephew. And that's how it happened. <laughs> so, when you're in the space that God has given to you, everything you need to succeed will come towards you. Next slide. Premature aging, you know, is also a non-communicable disease and is a disease of micronutrient deficiencies, malnutrition. You could be having a lot of food on your plate, but are you really getting the nutrients from that food? You could have a lot of food to eat, but is there nutrients in the food in the first place? If all you're eating is just maybe noodles, you know, um, you go to parties and the first thing you really want is all those uh, small chops and all that. Do they really have nutrients? If they do, do you, are you getting them? Are you being nourished even as you're eating, as you're spending a lot of money? Are you being nourished at all? You know, so we're going to, you know, the, the time is question, so I'm going to just, you know, run through and maybe I'll take questions. Next slide. You see anything like this? Some people on a daily basis. The stress is enough to kill anybody. So how will people not age prematurely? When before you even wake up, you are scared of the traffic. Before you close from work, you are scared of the traffic. There's so much fear, palpable fear. And what does the Bible say? Fear brings torment. And when you're so tormented in your mind, your body begins to produce chemicals. And those chemicals are not meant to help you. Those 
those chemicals that are naturally meant for fight or for flight turn against you because you're not fleeing from anything and neither are you fighting anyone. And so it now becomes toxic to your body and creates an enabling environment for disease. So you find that you start to deteriorate. You, start, you have just laid the foundation for disease. Next slide. Malnutrition could be overnutrition. It could be undernutrition. Some people don't have food. Some have too much food and too much of the wrong foods. So you could have children and you give them everything that you think that your money can buy, but they are usually sometimes the wrong foods. And they get also bloated. And what happens? By the time they're in their teens and they're early adults, they begin to have symptoms of either... Right now, we actually have children in the seven-year-old, six-year-old that are having um, type 2 diabetes. And it's all as a result of what parents are feeding to them because they don't have the time to cook proper meals anymore. Next slide. Today, many times when I'm speaking to people, I know I, I just you know, say to them that a lot of people are on life support. These days, things are made so much easier, but doesn't really make life any better. You don't need to get strapped in the hospital bed for you to know you're on life support. If you have to take a pill in the morning to stay awake, another pill to have an appetite to eat, another pill to flush what you have in your stomach out because of constipation, another pill to go to bed, you are on life support. Some people have to have something with which to breathe with. And others have to have the kidney dialysis machine strapped to their waist. You know, it's, the technology is getting smaller, but you're still on life support. Others need to have insulin injected so you can have um, uh, sugar regulation. So you are on life support. If you have to take a drug to leave, and if you don't take that drug, you'll die. There's a risk that you'll die. You are on life support. Next slide. Next. Did you know that um, cancer cannot exist in an al can cannot exist? Sorry, in an alkaline body. If your body is as God wants it to be, you can never have cancer. But as I mentioned earlier, the thoughts of your mind can generate, can make your body uh, a conducive environment for cancer to thrive. If your body chemistry is wrong, if it's not at the pH that it should be, then you have just laid a foundation for disease, and that means any disease. Because every cell of your body is based in you know, fluid, and that fluid, you have blood flowing through every part of your body. So if the blood that you have is not at a regular pH, you'll find that it's going to withdraw the alkaline elements from every part of your body and you know, cause those parts of the body to be very acidic and just to buffer itself, and you lay the foundation for disease in those areas. For some people, it's the kidney. For some people, it's the liver. For some people, it's the skin. 
anything can happen. We do not all have the same uh, constitution. Some people have very strong constitution. No matter, you can eat a gege bread for 20 years, nothing will happen to them. But others, like me, if I take a soft drink, even malt or something, before you know it, I'm having a pimple. My body's already rejecting it. You know, but some people can eat anything, eat all the noodles in this world, and nothing would happen to them. But if you follow them, and you do not have that strong constitution like they have, you run into trouble. Next slide. So what to do? It God's way. It by principles. And what does that mean? Next slide. Have you ever seen a goat eating? Have you ever seen a cow eating? Yeah? What do they eat? Grass. Have you ever seen a dog eat? What does it eat? Flesh. Right? Okay. So the natural process is that uh, goats, cows, they eat grass. And the lions and so on eat flesh. So for the lion and for the goat, they have specific dentition to take care of their digestive process, right? Humans have the digestive system of both. We have the dentition of both animals. The goat has the molar, yeah, to grind the grass. The lions have the canines to tear the flesh. We have both. And the idea is, if you are eating carbohydrate foods, oh, okay, let me just ask. What are the carbohydrate foods that you know? Okay. What about orange? Vitamins. What about okra? Vegetable. <laughs> Do you have sugar in orange? Yes. What is sugar? <laughs> okay. Now you are getting it. Carbohydrate foods are meant to be chewed. You are meant to keep sugar in your mouth and then turn it around and it can start digestion. Your eba, the starch that you eat, is a carbohydrate food. That you already know. The orange, the pineapple, the purple, they're carbohydrate foods. And the digestion of that starts in the mouth. Your stomach is not meant to digest carbohydrate. Okay? Protein foods. What is beans? Yes, you know, for a long time a lot of people would say pro, uh, beans is protein, beans is protein, but beans contains just 20%. You have 60% of starch in beans. That is why you are able to make moin moin from beans. Otherwise it will not form. If you've ever tried to make moin moin with a soya bean, you know it cannot work because it's high protein. So beans... It's a carbohydrate food and it has high protein for plants, which is like 20%. But soybeans has like 50, 53% of protein. 
So it is a very high uh, protein plant food. Okay? So when you're eating your food, you should realize that your stomach, as God created it, is meant to digest protein. And what gets into your stomach first is what starts digesting first. So if you load your stomach up with eba before eating the meat last, you know you're not going to get that much digestion of that protein. You're not going to get that much um, protein from that food. And it's unfortunate because any protein that does not start digesting in the stomach will never digest. In other words, you can eat all your meat if for one reason or the other the protein is not digesting in the stomach it will never start but if you digest your protein start digesting your protein in your stomach it continues in the small intestine if you do not digest your carbohydrates or start digesting your carbohydrates in your mouth it can start in the small intestine there's a difference. Carbohydrate digestion starts in the mouth and is concluded in the small intestine. Protein digestion starts in the stomach and is concluded in the small intestine. Carbohydrate digestion, if it doesn't start in the mouth because you have swallowed your eba and your rice, it can start in the small intestine. But protein digestion, if it didn't start in the stomach, will never start. Neither will it be concluded. And so it's very easy to spend a lot of money buying a lot of meat or fish and wasting it all. Next slide. I give time for um, questions. If you have questions, you can just um, um, put them down. Now, so the, the biggest problem that I find that we have is creativity. But you can't be creative if you don't even know the facts of the matter. You can only be creative when you understand what you're doing. There are three things. Knowledge, wisdom. You have knowledge, you have understanding, you have wisdom. What is knowledge? Knowledge is acquiring facts. You go to school, you acquire facts. You read books, you acquire facts. But without understanding... You are not able to put together the facts that you have gathered. And therefore, you cannot use wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. But in all you're getting, that's right. You need understanding. It is that understanding that you have that helps you properly arrange the facts that you have gathered so you can use wisdom. Next slide. Okay, no, go back to the first, the, the second, aha. Uh -huh. Now, this is Gary, okay, this is Gary. Gary is carbohydrate, right? There's Popo in that Gary. Okay, so, well, I don't use sugar. I don't use the white sugar. So, to, to sweeten my food, I prefer to use fruits. So, you, instead of just using the money to go buy, um, what is it that's called? Fiber, high, 
was um, fruit and fiber. Make your own fruit and fiber at home. Okay? And we have gari. You soak gari with sugar and groundnuts. So soaking gari is not strange. But you can, you can add something like um, pawpaw to it. You can still add your peanuts to it. And still have your fruits. The groundnut contains the fats and oil. also contains the protein. So you can have everything. Next slide. Okay, so even if you, you want to drink ogi or something, you can add your apples or whatever to it, make it real nice, you know, without having to add any of those sugars. Next slide. Okay, this is sweet potato with a lot of vegetables. Oh, by the way, I don't cook with maggi or any of those things because it's totally, totally unhealthy. So learn to cook your meals, your soups, your stews, your foods without maggi. Just there are a variety of vegetables and spices that God has given to us that we're really not using because we're looking at onyibo food. Next slide. This is um, uh, plantain with avocado pear. So you can, have, you can snack on it, you can even have it as your breakfast. But it's all very healthy, very natural, seasonal, and fresh. Next slide. You have sweet potato, carrots, and then egg with lots of vegetables. Have a healthy meal. Next slide. You have beans with cucumber, Popper, popper slices. That popper helps you digest the protein. I know some people here might use papain, meat tenderizer. Yeah, you know meat tenderizer? Where does it come from? It comes from popper. It's papain. So why would I want to spend money going to buy meat tenderizer? if I can just use my popo and have a real good taste of my food at the same time and have that food properly digested. There are a lot of people here, I suppose, who would bloat after eating beans. And then the hooting and the tooting and, you know, the gas. With popo, you'd hardly ever have that. Next slide. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we'll come to the end of this so you can ask your questions. How am I doing with time? Okay, great. Alright, so of course uh, the medical experts now acknowledge the inadequacy of drugs and are looking to nature. Prevention is still the best cure. As the whole world turns to nature for valuable nutrients, so should you. So at this point I'd like to take questions. Praise God. The ushers are passing around pieces of paper and they would send them up. So please, if you have any questions, please write them down and um, she would be able to give us adequate answers. Thank you. If you need anything else to send me. Okay. Now, 
Yes. We have a question here. What alternatives can you suggest to bullion cubes like Maggie and the rest? <laughs> That's what I just talked about yes. now. Okay. Um, if you, you know, the reason why we get to use the bullion cubes is because we add too much water to our foods. Because you want to make enough food for so many people, you add water to the natural vegetables, and that dilutes the taste. So you should be able to make the foods a little bit more concentrated. With the natural salts that God has given, you'll be able to get the real taste of, you know. And again, you should, um, in the morning as you're brushing your teeth, try to brush your tongue. Because if you do not brush your tongue, um, the likelihood is that um, food will not taste salty enough, is not sweet enough, and that means you end up adding so much salt and so much uh, maggi or some, you know, all of those stuff to it. But if you cook your vegetables real fresh, you know, you will have the real taste of your food. Just make it a little bit more concentrated. Don't add, a, don't add too much water. Don't add too much water to your foods. Try and just start with the vegetables and maybe just say tomato, your onions and ginger and stuff. Just try it out like that with very little water. As a matter of fact, the water from the tomato, add a little bit of salt and you will see the taste. From there, you gradually, you know, know how to add these things to your foods. Um, someone has a question here that she's always had constipation since she was a teenager and that sometimes she cannot use the toilet in five days. So she's, she's asking if there's any natural thing she could do to help her um, digest quicker. Yes. You know, when I was a child, um, sent off to boarding school, two weeks I've not gone to a toilet. And it'd be so bad I'd have to go home. You know, it now would become a medical case. I have to go home. And of course, as I'm approaching that toilet, I'm crying because I know what's going to happen in there. You know, so, and the reason is because in boarding school, in my time, you have bread, you know, agege bread, then a bar, then all of those starches and very little vegetable, sometimes non-existent, just the stew. And so your, your feces is so compacted because there's nothing to push this thing out. So if you're constantly eating um, the white bread, the noodles, pastries, and so on and so forth, that, and very little, um, very little fruits and vegetables, you will be constipated. That's why you need to increase the amount of vegetables and fruits that you have in your meals and see there will definitely be a difference. Okay, um, so someone is saying that, are you suggesting that we eat our meat before we eat our meals? Yes. But our mothers thought of the reverse. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They turn God's will upside down. You know, if you put a plate, a plate of food, a plate of rice or something in front of a child, the child reaches for the meat first. But you slap the child's hand. Finish your rice before you eat. But you're turning things upside down. You're turning it upside down. God has already purpose. The child has already learned from heaven how to go. 
<laughs> you know, the reason is this. The reason is this. As I mentioned, the, your, your carbohydrate does not digest in the, it's not, the, the stomach is not the place for the digestion. And anything that goes into the stomach first is what gets digested first. Because that's the closest to the wall of the stomach and gets the enzymes first. So it's a lot better that you eat your protein before your eba or your rice. Okay? But the ideal thing is to eat, that's the, um, the ideal thing is to eat more beef and very little carbohydrates or if you, want, if you want to go on a carbohydrate spree, you eat your carbohydrate and eat your protein before that carbohydrate. Okay? To have a proper balance to your meal, you should have at least 50% of your plate should be fruits and vegetables. That vegetable is what you should eat before the meat because when the fresh vegetables get into your stomach, it um, forms an alliance with the enzymes in the stomach to prepare to digest protein, not carbohydrate. So if you now load your stomach up with carbohydrate, you've just taken the space. And at the end of the day, the protein that, you, that comes in after is not digested that much. So it is better if you have a decent plate of food and you have vegetables there, eat your vegetable, then your meat, and then your starch. If you have two pieces of meat, eat one first. For psychological reason, leave one to the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so for a diabetic patient, is it okay to take ripe popo? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Is it healthy to take honey and what are the nutritional values in honey? Is it a good supplement to sugar? It is. It is. But if you're diabetic, you know, your sugar needs to be regulated. The honey, if you get the real good honey, is antibacterial. Okay? Honey is what you find in um, cough syrup. Okay. Do you understand? It's antibacterial. It's, it's, um, it heals quite a lot of things because of the bacteriostatic um, uh, property that it has. Okay? So it's like it's a medicine, it's also a food. Okay. But you take it in small quantity, okay? So it will replace the sugar. It's supposed to, you can take it in place. You, I recommend honey in place of white sugar any day. So if you have honey, use honey, and I hope that that honey is real honey, because there's so many bottle things. All right, um, someone is asking for you to mention a few of the spices you use in the place of the bouillon cubes. Mm -hmm. So what are the things you use to cook with? I use, well, the traditional Lucas bean, the iru, yeah? Okay, I also use the, um, this other spice uh, in the pod, you know, I don't know what's it called in your language, you know. Okay. <laughs> now, it's, um, it's, it's a hard, it has a hard shell. But when you slice it open and scrape the inside out, it's quite sweet. You know, so you add that and then your salt and then make your soup as concentrated with the vegetable juice. The juice from the vegetable, even if it's ugu, and you think it's bitter, it's not. By the time you add just a pinch of salt, it tastes a whole lot better. 
Okay, um, someone is asking if you could explain um, the danger of lectins in certain foods like glutens and beans and legumes. Because there's been some information going on about about the danger of lectins. Mm -hmm. So she wants to know, um, are they as dangerous as it's, as it's been propagated? Is or it in a natural food? Well, yes, yeah. lectin is a natural food, which means God put it there. Mm. You know, everything that God has given to us is for a purpose. You know, and beware of the kind of um, articles that you read and try as much as possible to know who wrote it and why it was written. Because most times, what people do is pay anybody with a DR in front of their name to put up an article you hear one Dr. Hassan from so 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 place and that is meant to make people believe that write up do you understand it is meant to create some form of authenticity okay but many people are being paid to write things to create fear in you to drive you away from what you should be eating like there are a lot of things written about wheat. Who gave wheat? God. So why would God give us something that's going to kill us? Is that a natural thing? That God gave us food and that food is meant to kill us? You know? So there are certain things that are being written about foods and nutrients in foods that are now very dangerous. But before they were not dangerous. So suddenly they have become very dangerous. So you should try to, you know, know who wrote the article and the biases that they have before, you know, taking what they've said with that with a pinch of salt or a truck of salt. Okay. Um, are vitamin supplements helpful? Are there side effects to it? As I mentioned earlier, if you're taking supplements, and you're taking supplements in very large doses, maybe for a particular thing in mind, you should take it under the supervision of a health practitioner who is familiar with any unfavorable side effects. Doctors hardly prescribe supplements. It is not their forte, it's not what they do. Even when they prescribe vitamin C, for instance, you know, it's usually very like 60 milligrams. What's that? If I'm taking vitamin, vitamin C, the least I've, I take is 1,000 milligrams. That's one gram. Okay? Sometimes my body requires far more than that. So you need to be under the supervision of somebody, a nutrition expert, who can tell you or enable you know when you have reached your limit how much of what you should take. For instance, if I'm not under stress, then my body requires less vitamin C. But if I'm stressed up, if I'm invited to a studio, for instance, um, to come and speak at 8 a.m., and I have to wake up and leave my house 5.20 in the morning, I'm already stressed because that's not my normal activity. And this is something that people do every single day. By 6 a.m., there's so much traffic on the road. I'm not used to that. So my stress level goes up, and I have to take more vitamin C to buffer 
all of that. So if you're taking um, supplements, make sure that you are guided through so that you don't um, do harm to yourself. You should take it under the supervision of somebody that can, you know, if there, in case there's any side effects whatsoever. Okay, so um, for those that promote weight loss, they say things like if you use a waist trainer, your tummy size is going to get smaller and stuff like that. So, so someone is asking, um, what can you eat naturally to reduce your tummy size instead of taking or using a waist trainer? Eat to suit your body weight. You need to eat the kind of foods that would leave your body very quickly and not retain all the starches. And you need to, you, you need to eat food that would give you um, the protein to help repair the body. Okay? Now, if you're going on a fat diet or you're using these uh, trainers and all that, it's only transient. It can, it's, okay, at some point, won't you get tired? You'll get tired. The important thing is you've been given a body, know what your body frame is, and then eat, don't eat food for three days in one day at a sitting. And expect that it's, it's going to go somewhere. So learn how much your ideal body weight requires and start to tailor your taste bud to fit that so that you can gradually, gradually reduce to that size and after a while when you're so used to it, you won't want to eat more. The thing is, we eat too much more. We think we're enjoying life. You normally would eat a big bowl of eba and then somebody takes you out. You order for the same amount of eba and oh wine you take wine that wine comes in with calories and you have not cut down the calories in the eba you've eaten the original portion the normal portion of eba and you have taken one two three glasses of wine meanwhile one glass of wine will be equivalent to that whole bowl of eba so you've eaten calories of three days in fact at a sitting because you're enjoying life <laughs> so learn what suits your body how does the chemically grown food affect our nutrition and what can we do to avoid such foods in the like fertilizers yeah fertilized foods a lot of the vegetables we buy now are fertilized so what can we do to eat healthier mm -hmm. Grow your own vegetable. <laughs> Grow it in your pot. Use your kitchen waste to fertilize it. It's the only guarantee I can give you. That's the only guarantee I can give you. The fertilizer that's given to, to you, that's used in growing those vegetables, MPK 151515, if you did agriculture or biology. The thing is, those are natural elements that help the plants grow. But the only um, thing is, other nutrients are not there. So many other nutrients are not in that vegetable. But this other one that makes it grow, fast, makes it big, big leaves and all that. They're all there. But those other micronutrients are not in that fertilizer to, you know, 
for you to get from your food. So to the biggest, the, the best thing you can do for yourself, if there's any vegetable that you like, instead of planting pots, uh, planting flowers in your pots, st just start by planting your, the vegetables you like in your backyard and use your um, kitchen waste and just fertilize your, your plants. At least that way you are guaranteed that what you're eating is fresh and it's also uh, nutrient dense. All right, so someone is asking how long should an adult sleep in a day? Because most times we hear four to five hours is the perfect time. Anything after that is oversleep. Some people will say six to seven hours. So we really need to know which is the most ideal hours of sleep. You know, if, you, if, any time, if at any time you sleep uh, below what your body requires, your body will begin to protest. It will. Until you go back to sleep, you're not going to get yourself. So your body can actually tell you, I have had enough sleep. I have had to, if you had too much sleep, your body will ache. So there is a natural mechanism that God has put in there when you are overdoing things and when you are underdoing. So naturally, um, six hours, eight hours, depends on the person. For instance, for me, I don't get to sleep till maybe 3, 4 a.m. I could wake up like 9 o'clock, 8, 9. That's my mechanism since I was a child. I missed all my lectures in university because it's just me. My first, you know, those uh, 8 o'clock lectures. For that reason, I said, I can't cope with this life going to work for anybody and I have to get to the office by 7. Might as well create my own, you know, uh, my, my job to suit me. I, can't, I cannot do it. So you should know yourself. Take heed. <laughs> know yourself, okay? And work with your own biological, your, your clock. Some people sleep at 8 p.m. They can never keep awake after 8 p.m. Some people cannot. That is when my brain is waking up, you know? So it depends on who is... Um, who, who, who needs the help? Just study yourself and know how many hours your body needs. So what is the natural substitute to salt? So you have sea salt. Okay. That's natural. These other salts are refined salts. The white one that you find in the market, even if they say, oh, it has iodine. Iodine can vaporize into thin air. So you are buying it, you are just buying refined salt. So buy sea salt. You can find rock salt. You can use that. So there are salts there. Just go to any supermarket. You'll find sea salt. Okay, so, um, there's a question. Someone has been lean, very lean, for over 16 years. So she's asking what is, what can she do to put on healthy weight? You know, being lean, there are many, it could be genetic, but if it is painfully lean, no, there are times when somebody can be painfully lean, which means they're not able to put on any amount of weight, no matter how much protein they're taking, then one should find out the reason behind that. If it's that your body is just not able to digest the protein, 
because protein is the only thing that can repair the cells of the body and build muscles. So if you are not able to absorb that, then you should work with somebody who can tailor your meals in such a way that you are able to absorb the nutrients, the macronutrients, that's the protein from your foods, as well as the other nutrients that support healthy uh, body building, muscle building. Okay. And that way you would, um, you know, beef up a bit. All right. Um, someone says that whenever she eats beans, she's, she has heartburn. And what could be the cause? And the second question is that she goes to the toilet almost every time she eats. That sometimes once she's done with the meal, she's going straight mm -hmm. to use the toilet that she's trying to find out what the cause is. Yeah, it's not the food that you have eaten that's coming out. Definitely. It's not what you have just eaten that is coming out because it's in stages. They're lined up like a truck. You know, if you're going to a papa, you see all those trucks lined up. So if one comes in, the other one is pushed out the other end. Okay, that's how it works. So it's not as if what you have just eaten is what you are just pushing out. There's little amount of space in your intestine. And all along, you see the, you know, blobs of, you know, food. So as you're eating, it's pushing out the other one. How you would know your transit time, that from the time you eat food and the time it comes out. If you're, if you're not used to eating something like carrots, just buy carrots and eat loads and loads of it. Mark the time that you ate that carrot and mark the time that it comes out of your poop. Then you know how long it has taken to enter your mouth and to exit your innards. Did you get that? That's the only way to know your transit time. For some people, it could be 48 hours, but the ideal thing is 19 hours. In other words, you should go to the toilet like twice a day, at the very least. You know, but a lot of people is two days, three days. It means you are not, it is not a healthy digestive system. It's not. What was the other question? Um, she eats beans when she has Oh, she, she has heartburn when she eats beans? Okay. What gives you the heartburn? What gives, what makes you um, feel that way when you're eating beans is the skin. So I'm sure it doesn't happen when you eat moi moi. Right? Okay, so try, is, that's just your own body uh, system. So try and eat the beans. You can remove the skin of the beans to, you know, to cook it. You can eat the skin without, yeah, you can eat the beans without the skin. Okay, try that. All right, um, someone is asking for you to shed light on exercises because you didn't make mention of it throughout your presentation. Okay. I hate exercise. <laughs> when I get really, really big, you know, when I get very uncomfortable with my body, then I do exercise. Exercise is, is profitable. You need, it, it's, it's, uh, it's necessary. Do you understand? It's very necessary. And for us humans, one place that we hardly ever exercise or move is our middle. You know? You hardly do that, except you are, you know, deliberately doing exercise. You will not move, you can move your legs, your arms, your neck, everywhere, but this tummy is hardly ever exercised, except it's a deliberate action. 
that you are, you know, going up, down, left, right, and center for you to move. So it is important that you do exercise. And when you do exercise, if you're constipated, your bowel will move. Because that exercise will massage your intestines and push the, the fecal matter along. And when your fecal matter is moved out as it should, you will have healthier um, you have healthier skin, you have a healthier turnover, and you absorb more from the foods that you're eating, and you'll be overall healthier. So exercise is important. Don't follow people like me. I don't like it, but I have to do it. I don't have a choice. I just have to do it. I don't like it, but I do it sometimes. <laughs> Someone says that she has a lot of fat around her tummy area and she wants to know what she can do, although she admits that she eats late. Mm -hmm. So what can she do to like flatten out the tummy area? Then do exercise. Do stomach exercises. Stop eating late. And again, it depends on what you're eating late. If you're getting home and you're eating noodles or you're eating a bar because you have not swallowed a bar all day, so you have to eat a bar. You must eat a bar in a day and it's night you know so that is the problem find out what it is that you can have at home that you can eat if you're eating something like cucumber at night how you you can't have a problem you can't have a problem because it doesn't contain that much calories it will fill you up and by morning it's pushing out all those uh, stored up fecal matter that you've had so it depends on what you're eating at night and how much exercise also that you're doing around your tummy area. Alright, someone says that she's a diabetic patient and that she cannot afford to buy a lot of the proteins and the fruits and the veggies that she's required to eat. So she's asking for alternatives. Okay, there are many, many alternatives. There are so many people cannot afford a lot of things. Even if you were able to afford it before. Today's economy in this country is, is, is becoming harder to afford things. So to afford the necessary things on a lean purse. And so what I find is that a lot of people, instead of buying um, healthier foods, they would rather buy the drug. Every drug has side effects. Every drug has side effect. And so you need to work with somebody who can help you tailor your meals so you can absorb more protein from cheaper foods like um, peanuts. So you'll be able to tailor your foods, add more peanuts to your foods because you get protein from there. And other foods, you don't eat coconuts. Coconut has... Um, protein. There are plant foods that are not that expensive, but the pr major problem that people have is how to creatively put those things together. So you need to work with somebody, okay? You need to work with somebody who can help you achieve the kind of foods um, that your body requires that would stretch your Naira. Naira stretching meals and nutrient dense. So don't look to the bigger cuts of meat, which you may not be able to afford, but there are other things. God is a wonderful God, you know. He knows everybody, our fingers are just not equal. 
So, but everybody needs to be healthy and at your level, there's, there are foods that you can afford. But you need to know how to tailor these things and put them together. Creativity is key. Understanding is, you know, important. So once somebody is able to put you through, then you should be able on your own to make healthier choices. Okay, so we will not be able to take any more questions, but could we please celebrate Mrs. Celia? She's been super amazing. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.